There it is. There's a sound to the bell for round number 13. Here you go, folks. You know where you're at. Punches and bunches. Shoe shines in the corner. Hot sauce to the ribs. When in doubt, stick it out. Ranchos Aligado. Duro, duro, duro. Pacificos Boxing. Alfonso Ruiz here, of course, with my partner, Rick Prado. Rick, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, man? Uh, best way I can describe how I'm feeling is is ready for our first fight. Yeah. You know, live fight in over a year. You know what's crazy, man, is I was going to get right into round 13 because uh-huh. I've got a real special fight for round 13, but you're absolutely right, man. Yeah. Like, I'm in countdown mode. Yeah. I got to be honest with you. I'm in countdown we're, we're mode. Days away. Yeah. And and it doesn't hurt that it's a, it's a 1 p.m. It's an early fight, uh-huh. right? And it's a good card. Yeah. Great card. Yeah, man. So let me first start. So again, this is round number 13 of fight number three. These are the championship rounds, Rick, yeah. right? We don't stop at round number no. 12. And of course, right, uh, being that it's around number 13, I had to dig deep in the archives because, you know, what fights nowadays go to around 13, 14, and 15. Mm-hmm. And here's one, Rick. It came to mind, and then I had to look it up to make sure that I, my memory served me right, and it did. Round 13, Rick, 1982, heavyweight championship, Larry Holmes against Jerry Cooney, man. Oh, you know, great fight. You know, they did a uh, legendary nights on that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I tell you, right, so that was a big fight for a number of reasons. You remember Jerry Cooney, the great white hope, Mm -hmm. right? And the reason they said that is that there had not been a white heavyweight champion in almost 22 years. It was uh, the Swede. Ingemar uh, Johansson was the last, uh, you know, white guy so to speak, to carry the heavyweight championship. That fight was so big. Of course, you know who promoted that fight was Don King. Yeah. Right? They actually got uh, Jerry Cooney on the cover of Time Magazine, man. Oh, wow. Yeah, t- yeah. covered Time Magazine. Sylvester Stallone was all over it. Woody Allen was all about it. Here's how crazy that fight was. And by the way, um, I think it's a modern-day record. 29,000 fans at Outdoor Caesars Palace for that fight, Rick. Yeah, no, and another uh, good fact about that is uh, you had two undefeated heavyweights. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, Holmes, 39-0, and 0, mm-hmm. Jerry Cooney, 25-0, and yeah. 0, right? Now, Cooney hadn't really beaten any, anybody. He knocked out Ken Norton um, the fight before that, which was kind of his big deal. Um, so here's some of, the, some of the circus act that was going on there, Rick. Um, white supremacist actually threatened, right, to shoot Larry Holmes should he be declared the victor. Oh, wow. Okay. The black supremacist group, right, answered right back and said, should anything happen to our guy Larry Holmes, right, we're going after Jerry Cooney. Uh-huh. Okay. I don't know if they covered that in the legendary nights, but there was actually snipers, okay, on the roof of the buildings around Caesar's Palace oh, wow. because of all this taking place. Yeah, that would have been an interesting fight to uh, attend. Yeah, isn't that crazy? And and guess who was on the undercard of that fight, Rick? Uh, our guy, Wilfredo Gomez. Wilfredo Gomez, yeah. right. Number one Puerto Rican fighter of all time, yeah. Wilfredo Bazooka Gomez, mm-hmm. right, um, who held the title again for so many years, which is about the same amount of time that it's going to take you to finish reading that book. Yeah. <laughs> all right rick sorry couldn't let that one go but yes and here's the thing by the way to this day jerry cooney and larry holmes good friends Mm -hmm. um there was an article in the ring magazine years ago and jerry cooney was talking about how after that fight and you can kind of see it in his record um he really went downhill because like he said that was it for him right like that was his big moment because after that um 
you know, he ended up losing to Michael Spinks. He got knocked out by George Foreman. That was late in 1990. But he um, he said, you know what? He got caught up in all of the the fame and the um, fanfare. He said he started drinking. Uh-huh. And after that, he said he was never the same, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's unfortunate. But if you ever hear him, right, and you see him. And by the way, true story. Um, they were going to fight last year in an exhibition. Yeah, they were going to fight last year, but because of the whole COVID-19, it mm-hmm. was uh, it was put off. But they actually were going to come. Now, see, that's an exhibition I'd like to see, Rick. Yeah. And know, when I mean that, it, everyone uh, would know that's a true exhibition. Uh-huh. Right? You got two guys around, you know, similar age. You know, right, and right. And and it's for money and it's for uh-huh. charity because uh, Jerry Cooney has a uh, foundation called Fist where he actually helps former fighters uh, financially, helps them find uh, employment, jobs, etc. So... Anyways, um, he's a good, turned out to be a good dude. Larry Holmes, of course, uh, my favorite heavyweight of all time. Yeah. Okay. Still doesn't get the respect that he deserves, Rick, for dominating the heavyweight division. He was a guy right before Tyson, uh-huh. right? And right after Ali. And then, of course, when he beat Ali, he wasn't very popular. Anyways, Rick, okay, that's also relevant because, of course, we got the big heavyweight fight coming up this weekend with Ariel and Ruiz, man. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be talking about that. Yeah. Can't wait. We're going to be there. Yeah, yeah, can't wait to be there and, uh, you know, watch these two heavyweights go at it. Absolutely. So there's a couple fights coming up this weekend. Uh, we got a lot of boxing news, right? Mm-hmm. Boy, do we got boxing news. Yeah, there's uh, a lot going on. Maybe maybe not all of it boxing news, but yeah. news for sure. Well, yeah, maybe <laughs> not, yeah, pertaining to, you know, what goes on in the squared circle, but yeah. certainly, right, our buddy Ryan Garcia is back in the news. Uh-huh. Um, Eddie Hearn is in the news. Yeah. Um, you know, even Jake Paul, right? We may even cross that and 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 go into the whole Jake Paul deal. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Rick. Of course, we have the big welterweight tournament. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I can't wait to break that down. Yeah. So here's what we're going to break down today, right? On the welterweight tournament, we're going to talk mm-hmm. about. Um, so there's two sides of the bracket. So yeah. just in case, right? On the left side of the bracket, you got Earl Spence and Jaron Butzinas. That's one and eight. Mm-hmm. That fight, the winner of that fight fights the winner of Manny Pacquiao and Mikey Garcia, three and six. And on the other side of the bracket, you got two and seven, Terrence Crawford and Virgil Ortiz Jr. And then, of course, four and five, Sean Porter and Keith Thurman. So we're going to break down one fight from each side of the bracket as far as who we think is going to win. And so so we're going to break down one and eight, Errol Spence Jr. and Jaron Enos. And then we're going to talk about Sean Porter and my man, Keith one time Thurman. Yeah. Hard to not see Thurman making it out of that round, Rick. Yeah, no, uh, I don't see him making it out of that round. <laughs> Can we at least debate it? Can we at least talk about it well, first? We will at least later. talk about yeah, we, it. We will later. Okay, just in case you don't remember, Thurman beat him the first time. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it was a long time ago, and, uh, you know, Keith Thurman hasn't fought, you know, yeah. in a long time. All right, Rick. All right, folks, a lot going on. Of course, we had your boy Berlanga also in action, uh-huh. right? KO streak is over. Yeah. But the win streak is not. Yeah, but no, I, I think that's a good thing. And, uh, you know, he won't be focusing on that as, as anymore. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think that's actually, it's almost like, and I and you make a great point. You know what? Yeah. Let's talk about that great point after the break. We'll talk about the fights that happened this weekend. And then, of course, set up the fights coming up. Big welterweight tournament, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado. We'll be right back, folks. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, back with Rick Prado. 
Um, I'll tell you, Rick, I don't know if you noticed, but there's a, put a new poster in Standing Account Studios. Yeah, no, no, I saw check it. it out? Uh, re- really nice one of uh, Felix Trinidad and yeah. uh, Pernell Whitaker. Yeah, so here's the thing, right? You know, I don't put anything up just because everything in the uh, eight Standing Account Studios at an undisclosed location in Southern California yeah. is put up intentionally. So I was looking at that fight, right, because I wanted to know. I know that Trinidad beat him. Yeah. But here's what was super impressive, okay? So that fight was in 1999, mm-hmm. okay? Yes, the same year that culminated with Trinidad, um, I'll say, being given the win over, over De La Hoya, yeah. right? Yeah. But here's what's impressive. Trinidad had three fights that year, mm-hmm. okay? First one was Whitaker. Second one was a guy named Hugo Pineda. Uh-huh. And then the third one was Oscar De La Hoya, all in 1999. Yeah. Just as impressive was Oscar De La, De La Hoya's dossier for that particular year, mm-hmm. okay? Who did he fight that year, Rick? O, uh, Obacar, Ike Corte. Yeah. Oh, by the way, 38-0 and 0, Ike Corte. Yeah. And then the third fight against um, Felix uh, Trinidad, of course. Yeah, you, you just don't um, you don't see that nowadays. You know, even to see um, fighters at the top, you yeah. know, pound for pound, they're not fighting three times a year. Not like I, that, right? And even if they are fighting three times a year, they're not fighting that quality no. of opponent. Yeah. Not even close, right? Uh-uh. And that's why, right, when you take a look at, so who is? Who's the only fighter today that is that is even coming close to doing that? Yeah, it'd have to be Canelo. It's Canelo, yeah. right? It's the only one. I mean, say what you want, but he beat Liam Smith. He mm-hmm. beat, you know, uh, Elidrum, right, yeah. who hopefully has made his way back home to Turkey. Yeah. All right? We, <laughs> we, we still don't know where he's at. Um, he's going to fight Billy Joe Saunders, mm-hmm. who I, I'm sorry, but that's one of the guys I tell you that he's going to have um, that has the possibility of giving him fits. Yeah. And if he beats him, he's already said he's going to fight Caleb Plant. Mm-hmm. That is a De La Hoya and Trinidad type of boxing year. Yeah, yeah. When when you have fighters that are fighting, you know, once a year, you know, once every 450 days. You know, it's amazing that these guys would have those big fights. Yeah. And so that's the thing. Yeah. I put that poster up and I was looking. I said, you know what? And and by the way, um, Deloy had beaten Whitaker in 97. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, he had already softened up up for, for Trinidad. Yeah. So it wasn't that big an accomplishment is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, Deloy you know, had it, already it, taken care of business two years earlier, man. Yeah. You a, know, well, a, a fresher, younger Whitaker. It, it, it was a little disputed. You know, I don't know. Yeah. You know, but, uh, you know. You think you're about the Trinidad Chavez fight? Him off. The Chavez fight was disputed, but I, I think I think De La Hoya beat him. Yeah, but it was any, a lot closer. But here's the thing: I like and respect both fighters. Yeah. I know you do as well. You know, never mind Oscar and his you know color commentating mm-hmm. on that uh, uh, on that thriller. But anyways, yep, there was a new uh, new new poster here in the studio, Rick. Yeah. All right, so what happened in the world of boxing last week, Rick? Uh, so yeah, last week we had that uh, ESPN card from uh, from Florida. Good card, man. Uh, you know, great card. You know, the the main event, uh, Emmanuel Navaretti. Yep. Um, with the uh, stoppage in the yes. in the last round yep. over uh, Christopher Diaz. Yep. Uh, you know, great fight. You know, I think uh, Christopher Diaz is tough. You know, but uh, Navaretti was too much. I'll tell you what, Rick. Um, that guy Diaz earned my respect, yeah. man. Oh my gosh! Right, I had that. I'm sorry. Early candidate for fight of the year. No, oh, yeah. There's another fight. It already made me forget about it. But uh, well, the uh, the, uh, the the flyweights, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Estrada, right? Yeah. And uh, and Chocolatito, of course. But this fight, Rick. Okay, and I'm going to tell you something, Rick. Mm. 
Um, if I am, and who cares, Gary Russell Jr., that's not going to happen. Yeah. But if I'm Santa Cruz, right, I'm getting on the phone with my manager saying, make the Navarrete fight. Because, yeah. because I'll tell you what, Rick, any fighter, right, who lunges and throws uppercuts from halfway across the ring, okay, <laughs> is eventually going to get caught, man. Yeah. You can't do that. So o- and, o- almost Street Fighter style, the video game. That's exactly yeah. right. That's yeah. exactly right. He's almost like, uh, who's the guy on Fantastic Four, like uh, the, the super stretch guy? Uh, I forget. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic Four didn't really get a lot of play, by no. the way, in the movies as much as it should. Yeah. Right? Especially that guy being like a super stretch. But you know what? But that's what he reminds yeah. me of, right? Um Here's the thing, okay? What a fight. That and by the way, I wanted that guy Diaz to finish the fight, man. Yeah. No, no. He, I wanted him to finish because such a game fighter. Yeah, tough, tough fighter. Um, you know, I think uh you know, Navarrete even said after the fight, you know, it's, it's tough to get opponents. Yeah. Know? And um I would love to see him fight uh, Santa Cruz. I think it would be a good fight. Yeah. But he's with PBC, so who knows if it'll happen. I know. And, and I'll tell you what, though. I hope that this opens some doors for that kid, Diaz. Yeah. Tough Puerto Rican fighter, mm-hmm. man. I tell you, right? Um, I mean, I'm watching that fight, and I got to tell you, Rick, right? I kind of felt like a Russian fan um, during Rocky and Ivan Drago. Yeah. Like I, I was midway. I was switch. I was switching <laughs> you're, allegiance. You're switching sides. I was switching allegiance. Yeah. I got to tell you, man. I went in there wanting to see Navarrete because you know I yeah. like him. He's a tough kid. I don't really know Diaz, but about the fourth or fifth round, right? Something started happening. Yeah. You know, I'm telling you, yeah. I'm watching this kid Diaz, Puerto Rican, just throwing haymakers yeah. and fighting. I'm like, this is exactly what the fight game's about. I would love to somehow be able to talk to that guy and just tell him, like, thank you for for being an inspiration and for the performance. Hopefully that kid gets more fights, man. Well, yes, it's like Rocky said. Yeah. Everybody can change. That's right. That's right, right. If you could change (laughs) and I could change. Yeah. What did he say? Right. Uh, Things change the way you felt about me. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Remember that? (laughs) And when did he become the diplomat anyways? Yeah. Right. uh... Yeah. He brought, you know, two countries together. Yeah. Give me a break. Not really. You're still kind of separated at this point. Yeah, they're still kind of separated. But once the guy that they were like having to play Gorbachev, once he stood Uh up, his whole cabinet member had to stand up. If that scene doesn't give you goosebumps, you're not a Rocky fan. Yeah, no. Pretty Uh, much. But yeah, yeah, impressive fight. Um, I'm already hearing that uh, it'll be Navarrete against uh, Joet Gonzalez. I think it'll be his, uh, his mandatory for the WBO. Get that. I mean, so Joette Gonzalez is the one whose sister is dating Shakur Stevenson, yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah, he's ranked uh, number two. So somehow, you know, he's going to leapfrog somebody else. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's not a good fight. Yeah, not a good fight. It's not um, a good fight at all. But also on the undercard, uh, Edgar Berlanga, you know, yeah. he was trying to extend his uh, first round knockout streak. Uh, it ended. Yeah. Uh, so he got an eight round uh, unanimous decision yeah. over um, Demon uh, Nicholson. Yeah, and I'm just I'm gonna go back one, okay, on that. Yeah. By the way, so the other guy, right, who would have been in the mix at, at 126 is Josh yeah. Warrington. Yeah. So that would have been, if you recall, right? I mm-hmm. said that's the guy that I want to see fight. Of course, he got blown away by Lara. Now they're gonna fight the rematch. By the way, yeah, they're gonna fight that rematch. I'm gonna say this. I hope Warrington wins because I don't think that was actual the Warrington that we're used to seeing. Uh-huh. So then you've got Warrington in the mix, right? Now we've got an interesting fight against Navarrete, and then maybe he fights Leo Santa Cruz. The other guy, by the way, don't discount this guy, Rick, with only one loss, Ruben Villa. 
Ah, uh, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't need to see him in that in that fight. Uh, yeah, so you you're calling no. for the rematch? No, not no, the rematch. Oh, okay. Just for him to be in the mix. Yeah, no, he did give him a good fight, but okay, Rick. So sorry, I digressed a bit. So Berlanga got by. Were you impressed with Berlanga? Um, yeah, you know, I think he uh, he showed he could take a punch. You know, yeah. there were there was some definite uh, give and take. Uh, I like to see that uh, he finally he finally went eight rounds. You know, yeah. there yeah. were probably people that thought, oh, you know, can he go eight rounds? Can he go? And um, you know, he did it, yeah. and even kept his power in yeah. in the eighth round and knocked That's him right. down. That's right. Yeah, I think you know, I think it was good, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was good because this whole spectacle of you know knocking everybody out in the first round. Yeah. At some point, you got to move beyond that, right? And and get away from being a boxing event and actually being a legitimate fighter, uh-huh. right? I th- and I think that's important. I'll tell you what, too, Rick. Here's some interesting things on the on the uh, boxing numbers. The Berlanga fight drew more numbers than the main event. So the yeah. Berlanga fight drew uh, about eight hundred thousand, peaked at almost nine hundred thousand. The Emmanuel Navarrete fight only seven hundred thousand. Oh, wow. So what does that tell you, right? It tells you that people pay attention to that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? I'm telling you, you know, we always talk about the casual observer, right? There's people, uh, friends, work, whatever, that they said, hey, you know, what do you know about this Berlanga kid, yeah. right? And I'm like, what are you talking about, yeah. right? They're not asking about, you know, Teofimo Lopez, mm-hmm. right? They're not asking about Emmanuel Navarrete. They're not asking about Danny Roman, right? They're not asking about Chocolatito or Estrada. Yeah. They're asking about a kid who's, right, never won a significant fight, yeah. but he's got, you know, 15, 16 championships or uh, knockouts in a row in the first round. Yeah. And, Isn't and, that crazy? And, yeah, and I think that's the, the, the big thing is is people love knockouts. Yeah. So, if, um, you know, they don't know Navarrete. They don't know that, you know, he's also a knockout artist, you know, but uh, Berlanga, they knew 16 in a row, first yeah. round knockouts. They tune in. Yep. Also, um, you know, he's Puerto Rican, but yeah. he's, you know, he lives in America. He's an yeah. American. Um, so, you know, a lot of people tune in to watch. I like him, man. He could be like a, he could easily become an actor right after he gets out of boxing. Yeah. He and he, 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 you know, he's, he, he plays that whole thing, you know, the, the, that whole role, you yeah. know? And he doesn't have the following of, of a Ryan Garcia. Yeah. But he's pretty big on Instagram as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, also on this card, um, Xander, uh, Zayas, yeah. you know, looked impressive. This is an 18 year old welterweight. Yeah. And, um, you know, nice slick boxer. Yeah. Yeah. Is this the uh, Puerto Rican kid you're yeah. talking about? Yeah. Okay. So it has a huge future and, yeah. uh, you know, ESPN will bring him along slowly and uh, yeah. look for him in like three or four years to get in that welterweight mix. We'll see. Or he's going to be another Yorkies Gamboa. Yeah. No, 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 Gamboa. Or who's the other kid who ended up, uh, he just got knocked out by Nakatani, actually. Um, Verdejo. Verdejo, yeah. Felix yeah. Verdejo, yeah. Yeah. No. Sorry, I'm I'm a little bit, you know, yeah. hesitant, Rick, to crown anybody as the next great, <laughs> yeah. especially after what this guy Diaz did. Mm-hmm. What else we got, Rick? Um, so th- that was pretty much it for the this past weekend. You know, we've got some fights, uh, some cards going on this weekend. All right, so let's uh, let's take a break on that because okay. um, I definitely want to talk about that Ruiz Ariola fight. Okay. Got a lot to cover there, um, and then of course you got uh, you got Katie Taylor's fighting. Mm-hmm. That's a big fight coming up, right? That's probably the biggest fight outside of the Ariola Ruiz, by the way. Yeah, da da da. All right, folks. Pacific Coast Boxing. We'll be right back. All right, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado, Pacific Coast Boxing, and we are back. 
Round 13, Rick. And here's the thing, right? I started thinking ahead already, like next week, round 14. Mm-hmm. I already know what the round 14 is going to be. Okay. What do you think? Uh, yeah, not sure. Not sure. Yeah. All right. One fight in particular, I'll tell you. It involves the four kings. Oh, okay. Then you're you're referring to uh, Shigori Leonard and, Absolutely. Uh, yep. and Hearns. And Tommy Hearns. Has yeah. to be, right? Yeah. That's like a giveaway. I'm sorry. Yeah. Now, we're not going to give away the details about the round no. and the fight, but that's a no-brainer. Yeah. I'm sorry. Unless you could top it. If you if you could find something else, Rick, on Ryan Ford it, 14, I'm game. It's going to be tough. Yeah, I'll, but, but I'll... I'll look for it. If you could find something, yeah. hey, bring it. Bring it. All right. Talk about bringing it, Rick. This Saturday, I'm going to butcher it at the Dignity Dignity Sports Sports Health Center. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, no. It, can't it, wait. Yeah, can't wait. You know, it's uh It's like know. a kid waking up like watching Saturday morning cartoons. Uh-huh. At least it, I had them when I was a kid. It, it's almost like Christmas cuz it comes one time one, once a year. Yeah. And, you know, it's been a little bit over a year, yes. but we'll be back at our I know. First fight yeah, I know. since then. All right, so what do we got, Rick? We've got, uh, you know, from Carson, California. It'll yes. be on Fox uh, Pay-Per-View. Yes. Uh, the main event will be uh, Andy Ruiz Jr. versus uh, Chris Ariola. Yep. Uh, this will be the first time, uh, you know, Andy Ruiz has fought since he lost to uh, Anthony Joshua. Yeah. So here's the thing, right? Um, I like both fighters. Yeah. Right? I know you do as well. This mm-hmm. is one of those one of those fights where I got I to gotta tell you, right? I don't. I don't have like emotionally. I'm not tied yeah. to any right now. I got the. I got the numbers right, just in case. Not mm-hmm. that they've changed much, but Andy Ruiz, no surprise, a huge uh, favorite. Okay. Minus uh, minus twenty three hundred. Okay. So what does that come out to? Like about ninety four, ninety five. Yeah, ninety five percent. Yeah. Basically, you get a ninety five percent chance to win. So Vegas believes that Andy Ruiz is going to win. Okay. Mm-hmm. They both look great. Okay, they both yeah. look in tremendous shape. Here's the thing, right? And Chris Ariola has outright said it, right? I don't know if you've watched those PBC trailers that they're doing, right? Um, this is an opportunity for Andy Ruiz. This is a redemption fight, right? Uh-huh. It is not enough, in my opinion, Rick. It's not enough for Andy Ruiz to simply win. He has to win in devastating fashion. He has to knock him out. This is a statement fight for Andy Ruiz, man. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Um you know, it long time in um, in the making. You know, he took a lot of time yeah. uh, away from the ring and having fights, and uh, you know, he's dropped. You know, some reports, yeah, fifty five pounds. Right, he looks great. Yeah, here's the thing, though. Right, if he wants to be considered right amongst the elite heavyweights, right, mm-hmm. and the elite heavyweights, it's still the three. Hate to say it, you still got to include Deontay Wilder, right? Yeah, still got Deontay Wilder, obviously uh, AJ, and then of course. I think the real heavyweight champion is uh, is Tyson Fury, mm-hmm. right? So if Andy Ruiz wants to be considered in that company, he has got to completely demolish Chris Ariola. Here's why, by the way, because yeah. any time that Ariola has stepped up in competition hasn't gone so well, Rick. Okay? Yeah, no, no. Um, you know, every time he gets uh, to that top tier, yep. You know, yeah, he's he, he hasn't done well. Gets knocked out by Vitaly Klitschko, mm-hmm. right, in the 10th round. Loses to Tomas Adamek, which was just, right, unheard of. Um, loses a unanimous decision to, remember, to Vermeer Sturvern. Uh-huh. And then in the rematch, gets knocked out yeah. in the 6th round, right? And then, of course, um, gets knocked out by Deontay Wilder in round 8. Loses a, a very, um, a really good match against Adam Konaki. Uh-huh. Now, 
What put him in this position, by the way, is the fact that leading into that Konaki fight, he had two impressive fights, yeah. including beating the tough Jean-Pierre Augustine, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if you remember Jean-Pierre Augustine, but, right? Who can forget? I know who can forget him, right? Yeah. So he completely blows him away, um, and then that's what put him in line to the Adam Konaki yeah. fight. That fight we talked about last week, record for the most punches thrown by two heavyweights in 12 yeah. rounds, okay? That's how Chris Ariola has remained relevant. Okay, I said relevant. I didn't say dominant. Right. I didn't say. But again, a lot of respect to him. Right. Um, He's got goose in training him. I'm going to say it again, Rick. Andy Ruiz has to win in absolute dominating fashion. If he just goes around and it's a plotting 12 round fight. okay, Mm -hmm. not going to do much for him. Yeah, no, I I think he definitely has to come out and make a statement. Um, You know, he has he has to knock out uh, Chris Ariola. Has to, Especially right? when, you know, Ariola was first knocked out, um, you know, back in 2009. Exactly. And so there's been a few, you know, he's had multiple knockouts since then. Yeah. And, um, yeah, definitely he he has to look good in this fight. You know, the um, he's lost all that weight. So yep. physically he looks good. Yep. But, uh, you know, but I think the, uh, the Reynosos will have him ready. No, I, I think they definitely will, and that's yeah. what I'm saying, right? And that's yeah. another one, right? The Reynoso's reputation is on, oh. is on the line as well. And I'll tell you what, the Reynoso's have been super impressive, right? Ryan yeah. Garcia, Canelo, of course. Here's the thing with Andy Ruiz, right? Um, only two losses, right? Lost uh-huh. to Joseph Parker. Now, he lost to Joseph Parker across the pond, right? Yeah. In a uh, disputed 12-round disputed yeah. decision, okay? And then, of course, his loss to Anthony Joshua, we all know that, right? Mm-hmm. You could almost say it was almost a, um, a Roberto Duran and Sugar Ray Leonard, right? Yeah. Where he, he, he knocks Anthony Joshua out in June of 2019 mm-hmm. and then comes back that same year and loses in December. Probably should have taken a longer break. But here's what was impressive about when he beat Joshua, and some folks may forget it. Rick, he had just beaten Alexander Dimitrenko in April mm-hmm. of 2019, right? Yeah. April 20th to be exact, 420. <laughs> and then just... Two months later, he knocks out Joshua, right? Yeah. Just eight weeks, literally. That's unheard of, right? Mm-hmm. But he stayed in shape. But what was also unheard of, similar to Rand and Leonard, he came back too quick. Yeah. And obviously, we know the whole deal, right? He was just no discipline, buying all his cars. He was partying. He was celebrating the win. And, right. Yeah. And then he goes overseas. Yeah. So anyways, this yeah, this is a redemption fight for him. Prove to us that what happened on... Um, April 20th, 2019, um, I'm sorry, in June 1st, 2019, was not a fluke. Yeah, no, and I I think he will. I think... uh, You think so, I I think the Reynosa's, you know, I've I've bet against the Reynosa's one time, you know, in the Burchelt fight, and and they proved me wrong. Are you saying this is the lock of the week? Are we getting the lock of the week early, Rick? Uh, are yeah, we getting I'm, the lock of the I'm, week with I'm, Andy I'm Ruiz? Gonna go, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Andy Ruiz. Wow. Lock of no the week. No kidding. Yeah. There it is, folks. Lock of the week. Rick is going with Andy Ruiz. And early, by the way, early in the podcast. Yeah. You still had some time, Yeah, Rick. no, no, not even messing around. You know, You're Andy throwing, Ruiz wins this fight. Too much money. Yeah. You know, for him not to. If he wins this fight. You know, you could see him in there against Deontay Wilder next. You could see Very, very know, easily. Well, he's, uh, he, he puts himself in the mix. Yeah. And, right uh, back in there. Just from, you know. Being on Instagram and yeah. 
you know, Deontay Wilder's in Southern California right now. Yeah. He's going to be there, you know, oh, he watching will. this wow. fight. Nice. Interesting. Yeah. Very good. Wow. So Rick throwing hay. You're throwing haymakers early. Yeah. Interesting. What else we got? What are the fights this weekend, uh, so Rick? Also, That's uh, a full card, by the way. Yeah. Also on that same card, um, I, I want to see this guy fight, uh, Sebastian Fundor. Yeah. You know, yep. uh, big, big, tall uh, junior middleweight. Yep. Um, Erzlandi Lara, you know, yeah. he's uh, for the vacant <laughs> WBA regular yeah, that's a middleweight big, title. That's a big, big championship right there. Um, but, uh, you know, it, the card is uh, pretty stacked um, yeah. and uh, looking forward to it. Um, Adrian Granados. Adrian Granados, yeah. Um, Omar so Figueroa. There, there's some good fighters yeah. um, uh, on that card. Um, can't wait to be out there and be there with the fans. Yeah, I, I can't, by the way, um, I have to give PBC credit, right? Because mm-hmm. PBC is, is known for giving us that like the, that one main event yeah. and then pretty much just a bunch of tomato cans, a yeah. bunch of nobodies. Not this time. No. I think what the Granado fight is going to be interesting, and so is the Omar uh, Figueroa. Yeah. That's the brother of um, the babyface assassin. Figueroa. Yeah. I didn't screw those guys up or uh, turn those guys around, did I? I didn't mix them up, did I? No, I don't believe so. Okay. And then- Yeah, uh, Omar Figueroa Jr. is yeah. fighting Abel Ramos. Yeah. That's going to be a good fight. Yeah. Even money on that one, by the way. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. What else we got, Rick? Um, also from uh, Manchester, England on yes. The Zone, we have uh, Jared, Derek Chisora yeah. versus uh, Joseph Parker. Yes. Um, Which is a joke, by the way. Yeah, both of those guys are way. Joseph Parker, of course, who beat you know Andy Ruiz, uh-huh. but Derek Chisora is way past his prime. Yeah, he's been beaten by everyone, yeah. right? Dillian White, AJ Fury. I mean, mm-hmm. he's been beaten by everybody, beaten by good guys. Yeah, but but he's he's not going to be. He's not relevant in the heavyweight division. Yeah, man. no. And, and on this one, you know, I think it's more about the undercard. You've got Demetri Bivol yeah. fighting, and yeah. uh, he wants the winner of uh, Joe Smith and yeah. Peter Biev, which makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Katie totally Taylor sense. fights uh, Natasha Jones. Yeah, that's the Jonas. real. That's the real headline right there. By yeah. the way, that's the real headline. I guess they got some beef going back to the amateurs, right? Mm-hmm. So apparently, Katie Taylor beat he, beat her in the yeah. Olympics. And she's been looking for revenge. Yeah, she's been looking for revenge, and this is finally the opportunity she gets. Of course, Katie Taylor holds every single belt um, in the women's lightweight division: WBC, WBO, mm-hmm. IBF, WBA. I mean, everything. And you've got uh, Chris Eubank Jr. Yes. on the fight and yep. uh, Campbell Hatton, the uh, son of Ricky Hatton. There's only one? There's only one. There's only one Campbell Hatton, yeah. except there's only one Ricky Hatton. Yeah. This will be his second fight, right? Um, Yeah, I, th- I believe so. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah. I tell you, man, and, and I mean this, right, um, especially now that we're like we're two weeks away from being fully vaccinated. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Once you get vaccinated, you can go anywhere. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, yeah. I saw that. It's like uh, back in the 60s. It's, it's wide open. Yeah. They, they sent a chart where you yeah. don't have to wear your mask anymore. You just yeah, kind of go around. Yeah. 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 They I'm recommend f- you wear a mask if you're in a full, like, yeah. uh, baseball stadium. Yeah. But other than that, you know, get rid of the mask. I'm going to flaunt it. Like, I'm yeah. going to purposely <laughs> just walk, you know? Yeah. Like, do the Trevor Bauer or the, uh, the McGregor walk, you know, uh-huh. in, in the... Uh, in the supermarkets and stuff, like, hey, we've been vaccinated, baby. Yeah, have, have you, you have, know? have a T-shirt made with, yeah. with your Vax card on it? That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Um, by the way, Derek Chichor has, tra- has been training alongside uh, Tyson Fury. Okay. You know who's training him? The, the, the tough Andy Lee, former fighter. Yeah. May still be active. Hard-hitting Andy Hard-hitting Lee. Andy Lee. Lee. Yeah, hard-hitting yeah. Andy Lee, man. Those are good cards. Yeah. Um, we're probably going to miss that one. We're gonna have to somehow get that recorded. Yeah, we we'll have to watch it uh, after the fact. Well, it'll be on the zone, yeah. so it'll be on the zone, so you can we can always go back and watch it. Mm-hmm. Listen to me, old school, record it. Yeah, who records stuff nowadays? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying. 
I tell you, Rick, looking out at the fights, like, th- I mean, take a look, right? So we got the big card this weekend. Uh-huh. Now, and then and then the following weekend is the Canelo fight. Yeah, and we then, haven't even talked about the No, Canelo I know. Fight, yeah. And then the following weekend, we're back. Yeah. We're back at the same same place, right? Dignity Health Sports Center. Yeah. Here's the thing. Remember, this weekend, so what we're going to do is when we get into the uh, arena mm-hmm. or the uh, event, I don't think they call it an arena, it's outdoor, and we get to our seats. We'll put it on Instagram, what our seat locations yeah. are. Uh, first two fans, uh-huh. get the hoodies. Yes. Have to tell us who our favorite fighters uh-huh. are. Okay. And we've said it enough times, the- so we're not going to say it again. Yeah. They don't know at this point, no one's listening. <laughs> and that could very well be the case in yeah. that particular segment. But you know what? Anyways, we'll have a whole bunch of shirts there as well. Mm-hmm. Right? So we'll have to figure something out. Yeah. Giving the shirts away. What else we got, Rick? Are those the big cards for the week? Yeah, those are the two big cards for the weekend. Um, and then uh, we can get into the news. Yeah, so we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back to the news. We still got the big welterweight tournament mm-hmm. coming up. We got fight one and eight, Spence and Enos, and then Sean Porter and Keith Thurman. And, of course, the other week. But I'll tell you what, we got just packed with boxing news, man. Yeah. Whole bunch of stuff. All right, folks, Pacific Coast Boxing. We'll be right back. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. All right, Rick, a lot going on mm-hmm. in the world of boxing. And it just keeps pouring in. I mean, we're getting yeah. stuff here like at, at the latest hour even. Man. Yeah. So um, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll start with the, the, the most recent news. Okay. You know, just, just released. Um, yes. Floyd Mayweather is going to fight uh, Logan Paul <laughs> on uh, June yeah. 6th. Yeah. Um, and just to, you know, clear it up. Yeah. Logan Paul is the one. That's yeah. not undefeated. Right. They got beat by KSI One. Right. You know. Right. Who's a, I think a rapper. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not a boxer, not right. anything. So here you have Mayweather, great one of the greatest boxers of this generation. Yep. Versus a yeah. guy who's really not a boxer. Yeah, and remember, right? They were trying to make this fight a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Remember that? But it was that tree that fell in the forest that nobody heard, right? If nobody hears it, did it make a sound? It, they canceled it because of lack of interest. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm getting to, right? And right. So they didn't happen. How embarrassing is that? So, you know, four months later, we'll reschedule it, and now there's interest? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, and it's, I believe, right? Isn't it? And it's the day after the Triller card with um, Holyfield and then, of course, Teofimo Lopez okay. and Camboose. They scheduled yeah. it. It's the it's the day right after that. The day that. right after. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Enough but, about that one, like I said. That's yeah, not a real boxing match. Yeah, it, He's one of the greatest. He could still come back, and we talked about Mayweather can still be top 10 guys. Yeah. If not the very best. Right? Yeah. I just can't believe they're doing it, and I, I don't know who's going to pay for this. You know, what, what else are they going to put on that card to make people want to buy it because— yeah. We know and, what this and it's, is and it's be. an and it's an exhibition, which yeah. is just ridiculous. Uh, just ridiculous. Yep. Um, big news: uh, Ryan Garcia. You know, yeah. he's pulled out of his fight against uh, Fortuna. Yeah. Um, citing um, mental health uh, stability. Yeah. And um, you know, so that fight has been canceled. Yeah, you know, man, I'm I'm a little um, I'm a little torn, mm-hmm. right, between. 
am I empathetic, yeah. right? Because he's citing a lot of reasons, right? Mm-hmm. The you know he had he had communicated or before about his uh, anxiety, depression, yeah. and how you know he's 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 he understands that other yeah. people you know even though he looks happy on the outside, there's, there's mm-hmm. a lot of struggles on the inside. Okay, so okay, right? There's a part of me that wants to definitely lean on that. Yeah. But then there's another side of me, Rick, right? Yeah. That is thinking, is this just a cop out? Yeah. And is this a very convenient excuse for something else going on, man? Yeah, you know, okay. it, it, it's <laughs> you know, and it's easy to feel that way. Yeah. You know, I I, I a lot of stuff is is going out there on, yeah. on social media and the yeah. news, you know, um that he was upset with the uh, location of the fight. Yeah. Um it was supposed to be at uh Bank of California Stadium. Yeah. Um, there and it was outside. He didn't right. want to fight outside. The last time he fought outside, he didn't fight all that well. Yeah. So he wanted it to be an indoor venue. Yep. Um so you know, and then you just you just hate to hear that, you know, maybe this is, you know, a ploy to get more money out of the fight, get, right. you know, this, that and the other. Right. Um, and then, you know, it's just a bad look. You know, he's posting pictures of him on vacation. Right. You know, it's not look like right. it doesn't look like he's getting treatment on anything. Right. Right. Again, we're I'm not a, you know, I'm not a doctor. Yeah. I don't I don't want to play one here on this podcast. Uh-huh. But if somebody's going through those type of issues, is that the um, you know, is that the remedy? The, the prescription? That's the prescription, yeah. right? You know, go on vacation and hang out and just kind of maybe it is. I don't yeah. know, right? It just and here's the thing, right? I'll say it again. I want to believe them. I want to believe like and yeah. if that's the case, then you know what, Ryan, you know, you're right. Folk and by the way, of all people, De La Hoya coming out and talking about, yeah, he's got to focus on his health and yeah. he's got to get himself right. Yeah. What are you talking about, De La Hoya, you know? Get yourself right. Yeah. But I think that if that's the case again, right, I want to be sympathetic to that. Mm-hmm. But just, you know, the fact that the whole Manny Pacquiao exhibition fight, right, yeah. the not wanting to fight or not fighting Devin Haney, mm-hmm. the fight that we really wanted to see, um, I don't know, man, you know? What about the the Linares fight that we were supposed to get? Right, you know, right, the, the, the right, whole setup for right. Valentine's Day was, right. you know, he wins his, Linares That's wins right. his, and then That's they right. fight, right, and it just never happened. Yeah, so it's it's hard to say, man. Yeah. And again, you know, the eight point six million uh, Instagram followers, you know, yeah, I, it's hard to not you know start connecting the dots, right, mm-hmm. and come up with okay, what's really going on? Yeah, right. Maybe it's a little bit of both. Right. Mm -hmm. Maybe we give them that and say, you know what? Right. It is a lot to do with the contract and the money and the location. And then that kicks into the anxiety and depression. Then he says, hey, I need a break. Yeah. It just, yeah, it's not a good look. But why don't we try that at work? Yeah. I'm going to try that. uh, I'm going to take off, man. I'm going to take off to Hawaii or I'm going to take off to Cancun for a little bit. And you say, what's going on? I'm having anxiety, man. Yeah. (laughs) You know? I'm depressed. Yeah. Right? And and there I am, man, throwing back tecatas on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to say? Yeah. You know? It's, you a, know. it's a medical condition, right? Yeah. Just, <laughs> not, uh, not feeling well, man. Yeah. You can't, uh, <laughs> you know, you can't punish you for, uh, you know, yeah. what's going on. That's what I'm saying. Um, but, uh, yeah, Fortuna's left without an opponent. Yeah. And, uh, you know, guess who's coming to the rescue? He's posted on Instagram. Yeah. I want that fight. Yeah. You know. Jojo Diaz. <laughs> you 
got to be kidding me. No. Are you serious? So he's ready to move up At to, 135? At 135, he's ready to move up How in the and fight world? How Fortuna. in the world is he going to make 135 for that? Uh, well, he was at 130. But, I know, yeah, but Rick, but he, five pounds is, is, yeah, is it, quite a, a jump, man. You know, uh, well, here's the other thing. He couldn't make, make weight last time. Mm-hmm. So maybe the move up to 135, you know, is the right move. No way. <laughs> no way. Now, here's the thing, right? Yeah. If he's game and he's serious about it, then, hey, that's fine. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to see yeah. that fight. So I'll, I'll take back, right? My laughter was just that I just can't picture him at 135 uh-huh. after he loses the title on the scales. But I'm okay with it, man. Yeah. I like Jojo Diaz. You know what? Go for it. Yeah, you know? no, come yeah, on back. So yeah. I'm I'm good with that, Rick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also in the news, uh, the Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua. Yes. Um, the site fee is supposed to be 150 million, so yeah. they're supposed to flip, uh, yeah. split 75 and 75. Yeah. But you know they were both promised over 100. Yeah. So, you know, nothing's really official yet. Yeah. 75 is probably not going to be good enough. I'm trying to think, Rick, of of what took longer. <laughs> okay. Um, to build the Hoover Dam, okay, yeah, which which you know was finished in 1936, right, yeah. and took I want to say I don't know 12 years or the making of this Fury and Joshua fight, yeah. man. It's been dragging on and dragging on, and that's the biggest fight to be made. How how's it not made yet? Money, location. Yeah. I mean, it is just absolutely. Imagine again going back to some of the fights that we talked about with De La Hoya, mm-hmm. Trinidad, Hagler. Imagine. Yeah. If we had the way, I mean, here we are in May. Weren't we supposed to get two fights? And here you've got a 50-50 split. So, yeah. like, what's the, what's the argument yeah. here? Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, um, you know, the latest Manny Pacquiao news. Yeah. You know, first it was Pacquiao Garcia. First it was Pacquiao Ryan Garcia. Yeah. Then it was going to be Pacquiao Crawford. Mm-hmm. Um, those talks are all but dead. Yeah. Um, then as recently as earlier... This week, yeah, you know Manny Pacquiao and Earl Spence were in advanced negotiations for okay. July, yeah, and uh, then Pacquiao's people came out and said, "No, there's no way we're fighting Spence." Yeah, and the latest, you know, yeah. Pacquiao's business manager, he posted a poster of Manny Pacquiao versus Garcia, yeah, coming soon. Wow, wow. I mean, so you kind of come full circle, yeah, right. And by the way, we've talked about it. That's the fight we want. Yeah, that's the fight that logically, from a competitive standpoint. Makes the most sense for mm-hmm. both guys, right? Less risk for Manny Pacquiao, right? Because yeah. you said, right, and you're right, Manny Pacquiao, who happens to be in our welterweight tournament, by the yeah. way, ranked at the number in the number three spot. Mm-hmm. How crazy is that? Yeah, we may not even have to predict that fight may come out in reality. Yeah, right, and it should. You know, this this fight three has been in the making. Six. You know, for a year and a half, two right. years now. Right. You know, it's a fight that should happen. Yeah, it should happen. It's a good fight for both of them. They're both, you know, about the same size. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you were right. You you were spot on when you said Mikey Garcia, or I'm sorry, Manny Pacquiao would not be favored if he yeah. fought Earl Spence and Terrence Crawford. No, would not. So, but Mikey Garcia, and not to mention, we talked about this, both kind of A fighters. Now, yeah. no disrespect to, to Mikey Garcia, anybody who fights uh, Pacquiao is kind of the B fighter. In this case, we'll just say 1A, 1B. But I love it. Yeah, no, I would love to see it. Hopefully it comes to fruition. And I hope by the next uh, podcast, it's a done deal. I can only hope. Yeah. Um, Lomachenko, this fight is a done deal. Lomachenko back on uh, June 26th against uh, Nakatani. Yeah. Yeah, you you brought this up a couple weeks ago. Yeah. 
I don't like this fight for Nakatani. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a good matchup for him. No. I like Nakatani. In fact, we had Nakatani in, I think, our fight of the year. Yeah. Right? Um, I just don't like the matchup for him, right? Tall, lanky. He's the one who went the full 12 rounds with Teofimo Lopez. Yeah, He's the one, right, who knocked out Felix Verdejo, right? Yeah. And when what we had as the fight of the year, I just think that um, he is, and again, Lomachenko's folks are no, um, they're not stupid, mm-hmm. right, Rick? They know exactly what they're doing, right? They're yeah. very business savvy, okay? They understand that this opponent in Nakatani-san is ideal for Lomachenko because Lomachenko can slip around, box, do all of his twirls and all of mm-hmm. his BS, and he'll beat Nakatani. Yeah. Because Nakatani's not going to be able to catch up to him and turn it into a slugfest. Yeah, no, and it'll be a unanimous decision win for Lomachenko. That's that's exactly yeah. right. It's a, that's it's exactly good right. Good matchup for him. And he's got a, and uh, well, Nakatani doesn't got a belt, right? No. Yeah, but he is ranked up there. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. I get it. Yeah. Okay, and if I'm Nakatani, I guess you take the fight because you know you got to dare to be great, and mm-hmm. you definitely step up in competition. I just think that um, I don't like I don't like the uh, that opponent for him. Yeah. Um, Canelo's come out and said that uh, he's not going to fight over 168 again. Yeah, you know, which is probably good news. You know, it. Yeah, uh, he's just not tall enough. You know, it. You know, oh, even are you, though are you, are you sure he's not tall <laughs> enough? <laughs> even though his height fluctuates, it. Uh, you know, he's just not tall enough. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about that. because he was seen eye to eye with, yeah. with Ryan Garcia. Yeah, in fact, a little taller than Ryan Garcia, and uh, this was early January. <laughs> So I don't know what you're talking about with height, but I do agree, right, mm-hmm. that he has no business fighting at light heavyweight, no. okay? Um, I mean, can you imagine him, you know, trying to mix it up with Peter Biev, mm-hmm. Dimitri Bivol, even Joe Smith, although he could probably beat Joe Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not a light heavyweight, yeah. man. He's not a light heavyweight. We looked at him eye to eye, or I yeah. did, yeah. you know? Yeah, you, he doesn't need to fight a Bivol, a Peter Biev. You know, those guys are too big. No. Now, even uh, honestly, even 168 pounds, mm-hmm. in my opinion, is pushing it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I felt like he is a natural 160 pounder, mm-hmm. but I get it. I get the 168, but you try and go up to light heavyweight. Yeah, those guys are five, ten, six yeah. feet, man. That's yeah, a whole different. That's a whole. That's a whole different deal there, yeah, man. Yeah, way, way too big. Yeah, so 168, I think, is the max. Glad to hear it. Good business decision. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, right, there's still a lot of business to be taken care of, okay? Yeah. Obviously, we know that he's hopefully, um, you know, he's got he's got uh, uh, Saunders that he's fighting, okay? Yeah. I said hopefully. I was going to say hopefully he wins. I'm saying hopefully that's a really good fight. Yeah. Then he fights Caleb Plant, right? Mm-hmm. And then you've got the 160-pound division, right? Then you've got the, uh, the Jamar Cello, yeah. Andre, right? Yeah. So you got a lot of you got a lot of action still between 160 and 168. Mm-hmm. Fights that we'd rather see than at a 175. Yeah. Then do you see that? Against fighters, you know, that uh, are more well known. <clears throat> you know, not too many people, you know, we know Abita Biev, but yeah. not a lot of people know him. Um, I guess we'll finish the news with uh, our Oscar De La Hoya update. Yes. He did come out and uh, you know, apologize for Oh, he did. Uh, yeah, he the, did. You know the way he was speaking. He probably he said he did a little bit too much. Oh, you, uh, you think? Yeah. So he was uh, apologetic for uh, you know all the. Uh, did he put that out on Instagram? Drink. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Interesting. So, did, it, did it appear sincere? Uh, yeah, it seemed like uh, you know he was he was legitimately sorry for. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it was just a bad look, and I think uh, if nothing else, 
you know, the trailer people said, you know, probably you should come out and apologize. Yeah, it was over the top. Yeah. I mean, I think again, you know, they they created that whole event, mm-hmm. and it and it it fed into that sort of behavior. Yeah. But like I said, he's the head of an organization. Mm-hmm. You have to model the behavior that he, that you expect from your staff, whether it is the janitor, the admins, the attorneys, but more importantly, the fighters themselves. Yeah. And I think again, I mean, think about it. You're a young fighter. And you want to get in the fight business and you want to get promoted. You want to get promoted by that guy, your CEO who got completely, you know, smashed on national or, you know, world television. Uh-huh. It's just not a good look, man. Yeah, so no. good on him that he came out. He should have done that immediately, by the way. Mm-hmm. What bothers me about that is that it probably took his advisors, right, and publicists to say, hey, Oscar, you may want to do this. Because wasn't it like, what, a week after? Yeah, well, almost a week after. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. Right? Again, we've talked about it before, man. You know, you're hanging out at a party, whatever, and you wake up the next day like, man, what did I say? Yeah. Right? And, and, you know, but this guy, interesting, Rick. Um, you're talking about Eddie Hearn, by the way. Um, Eddie Hearn made a deal with the zone now, right? Okay. So he's like completely with the zone. I guess he was with the Sky Sports before. Yeah. So he supposedly is with them. He's talking about, by the way, about uh, he's tired of boxing, um, not making the big fights. So yeah. he's like, this. it's time we make the big fights. And he was actually giving Jake Paul a lot of credit. He's the one that actually brought the Pauls into the whole fight game, by the way. Yeah. So interesting that, that he would come out with that. Last thing on that, by the way, um, Fury was not happy. Uh, I'm going to quote him because this is only something that they could say. He said, uh, Fury is all up Canelo Alvarez's uh, rim piece, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, basically saying that he's brown-nosing Canelo. Yeah. He says, how could he be basically, right? I'm paraphrasing now. How could he be brown-nosing Canelo when he's Saunders' promoter? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and I'll tell you why he has to do that, right? Because he knows that um, Canelo is the cash cow and there's big fights to be made with Canelo. He, he's the golden goose. Right. He and he's looks- already looking past Saunders saying, yeah. look, chances are you're not going to win. Uh-huh. So I may as well start hanging out with this cat. Yeah. You no, know? He's, he's doing everything he can. Yeah. You know, it's... it's- He's buttering up the uh, the new girlfriend. Yeah, that's right. But I give you know what though. But I give um, Fury credit, yeah. right, for coming out and calling him out and saying, "Hey, man, this this isn't right." You yeah. know, I love that stuff. All right, Rick, is that all for the news? Yeah, that's all we got. Whew, a lot of stuff, man. Uh-huh. And we got the boxing matches coming up. All right, folks, we're gonna still go into the two fights and then the stat of the week, and then we'll see you Saturday. We'll be right back, folks. Pacific Coast Boxing. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing is back. Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado. Rick, we actually have a special guest that I wanted to acknowledge right here on one of the mics with us is Omar with Bats Media, and he is here because he's filming a promo for Pacific Coast Boxing. I've seen his work. Okay, I met this gentleman at Jesse's uh, gym, uh, the Temecula Boxing Gym. So I looked at his work. It was amazing. Omar, thank you for making it here, brother. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. No problem, man. It's awesome being in here. Cool <laughs> studios, the whole setup. Excellent. And it doesn't hurt, right, that Omar happens to be, you're a big boxing fan, right? Yeah, man. I love it. Yeah, excellent. And so um, so you're here doing this promo for us, right? Can't wait to see it, right? 
Um, but you don't just do obviously, you know, boxing podcast stuff. How do people find you if they're interested in doing some kind of a promo video, etc.? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. Uh, um, it's bvtz95. It's just like, like a, it's Bats Media, but I just flipped the A. It's All my right. last name. Yeah. All right. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing what you do. Like I said, you know, make sure you use um, only our good side, what hap- which happens to be any side, Rick. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, Omar. So we call this Standing Eight Count Studios. That's the that's the name of this place, it's right? Perfect. It's a humble, simple place. But I think when people come here and they check it out, you tell us it's a legit studio, right? This is legit to me, man. I love it. It's just, <laughs> like I said, it's that nostalgia. It's like when I walk in, it's like, damn, I feel like I'm in a boxing gym. Like cool. you know, the classic boxing posters. That's how you know it's real. And that and that and that's exactly what we want. So tell us, man. Uh, so who are your some some of your favorite fighters? Like you, you know, you're a big boxing fan. How did you get into the boxing uh, business, or I should say, into being a fan? Who are some of the the fighters that you saw early on that hooked you? Man, like I was telling you guys earlier, like uh, the Morales, Eric Morales, and Barrera. Yeah. The Manny Pacquiao and the um, Marquez. Those were some of the ones that like that I grew up watching. Yeah. Like um. I remember my dad taking me to go, like, you know, house parties and sure. like, everyone was watching the fight. Everyone Absolutely. Everyone was the barbecues yep. and stuff like yep. that. Everyone was holding around the TV. Yeah. That's right. That's how, th- those are the main fights that I got into. Passing around the hat, right, Rick? Yeah. With the numbers on them, oh, yeah. them with the whole pool, right? Yeah, everyone's betting. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Absolutely, <laughs> man. Kind of saw the. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That, and that, you know, that's the thing, that's right? What bond. other sport do you do that? And, um, and by the way, right? I'm just I have to I have to note this, right, Rick? He comes in with the Padre hat. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. and and I just Pretty noticed mistake. this, right? By the way, looks Rick. This is just me. Looks like kind of a new Padre hat. Yeah, you know. You all know? of a sudden, looks yeah. like a like a like a Tatis Junior. <laughs> yeah. Joined the Padre, started hitting home runs, and now I let me go get a Padre hat. <laughs> I'm just saying, Omar. You know, hopefully you're a longtime Padre fan, man. You're not a bandwagon guy, right? No, no, I've been always sporting the Padres. All right, Diego. all right. I mean, okay. I mean, I, I know more boxers than I knew the the players on the team, though. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but to I'm, be honest, I'm giving you a hard time, man. I believe you. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I, that's where I'm from. That's where I was born. You know, I was born in San Diego. So no, yeah. that's cool. That's cool. You're a stand-up guy. You do excellent work. I've seen it. I can't wait to see what you come up here with Pacific Coast Boxing. Also looking forward, you know, we were talking about even doing some kind of, uh, you know, documentary type, you know, when we get a fighter. You can kind of follow us around, yeah. kind of film that. Excited. Uh, why don't you go ahead and say it again. Uh, Bats Media, you said, uh, what was the Instagram where to find you at? Yeah, the Instagram is uh, is Bats95, but the A is upside down. It's a V. Okay. So it's BVTZ95. Okay. Yeah, you e- can find e- Excellent. And I think, you know, when you're done with this uh, video and we post it at Pacific Coast Boxing, you could also, uh, you know, we're gonna obviously going to, you know, tag you there as well so everybody can find you. Omar, thank you very much, brother, for coming in. Appreciate you, man. Thank you very much. Well, thanks both of you guys, yeah, man. Thank for, you. you guys are both being, you know, took me in. It's like... Started talking to me about boxing, you know, fit right in. This is awesome. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for me, man. Takes one to know one. Folks, we'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing. Fonzo Ruiz, Rick Prado, Pacific Coast Boxing, and we're back. All right, Rick. So yeah, man, Omar's a 
cool dude. I can't wait to see his work, man. It's our uh, first time on the big screen in professional video, Rick. Not not this, you know, little candy, you know, iPhone stuff. Yeah, this is the no. real deal, Rick. We're going big time, man. No, yeah, excited to see it. You know, um, you know, definitely, I have a you know a face for uh, <laughs> for TV. I know that's yeah. the thing. I th- in fact, right, that's probably what's going to propel this podcast yeah. to un- just like numbers that are just like out there. You know, you got a nice, even got a nice clean haircut for the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it, man. <laughs> All right, man. All right. So here we go, folks. This is the big deal. This is the Pacific Coast Boxing Welterweight Tournament. Okay. So we're going to go ahead, left side of the bracket. We're going to go through one and eight. Mm-hmm. Earl Spence Jr. against Jaron Boots Enos. And then on the other side of the bracket, we're going to go through Sean Porter and Keith Thurman. We're going to give you who we think is going to win. And then we'll go ahead and post that to Instagram so everybody understands and see uh, see what the fans think, right? Yeah. All right, Rick. So Earl Spence Jr., Jaron Enos, um, arguably, we have a number one. Yeah. As the best 147 pounder, Rick. So we got the one, the 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 the, the resident 147 pound king, if you will. Yeah. Right against one of the young lions, Jaron Boots Enos. Okay, um, both southpaws, yeah. right? Both undefeated. Mm-hmm. Both, I would say, would you call them both boxer punchers? Maybe more boxer. If you're um, probably maybe both a little bit more boxer, seventy five percent boxer. Yeah, yeah. Even though their uh, their knockout percentages are, are are pretty pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But they're still more known for their boxing mm-hmm. skills, yeah. right? Very you know gifted. Uh, Spence Junior, of course, WBC, um, IBF uh, welterweight champion, yeah. right? Um, all right, Rick. So, w- what what happens in this fight? Does Jaron Enos? have a shot and if so what happens here so yeah physically both around the same size you know both uh you know similar similar you know southpaw um i just think with 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 the uh experience advantage even though uh enos has one has fought one more fight yeah then spence um spence has fought you know the tougher competition um you know he's 31 years old he's got eight years of uh you know, life experience more than um, yeah, bootsiness. Yes, um, but yeah, I, I definitely think um, Earl Spence, you know, wins a unanimous decision. Um, it'll probably be somewhere in the eight rounds to four. Yeah, um, but um, you know, this is this is probably a fight that bootsiness can win. Yeah, in two to three years. I'm going to agree with you, Rick. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to agree with you. And I think that this one, to me, is about, you're right, experience is, mm-hmm. is you know, it, it's about quality, not quantity in this case, yeah. right? When you look at Earl Spence, right, he beat, you know, my guy, Danny Garcia, mm-hmm. right? Beat Sean Porter, highly contested fight. Yeah. Beats Mikey Garcia, right? Mm-hmm. Lamont Peterson, of course, goes overseas to win, the initial uh, 147 IBF uh, championship against Kel Brook, yeah. right? So when you look at the resume, you look at the experience, um, that's what kind of gets me to lean towards uh, Earl Spence mm-hmm. Jr., right? Yeah. So I'm with you now, right? Are we saying that it is going to be a complete landslide? Not exactly. You you had it 8-4, you're saying, right? Yeah, 8-4, I think it... Uh... 
you know, Enos makes it a tough uh, fight, you know, just his athleticism, I think uh, his toughness. Um, but uh, Spence is able is is a little bit more crafty at this point in the game, and uh, yeah, would would win enough rounds to win the the fight. Yeah, I could see this fight with some drama in in the middle rounds, right? Yeah, and when I say middle rounds, I'm talking about yeah, I'm talking about three, four, five, mm-hmm. right? And then I think Spence settles down, kind of takes control and cruises to yeah, eight, four, seven, five. Yeah, you know, just just looking over. Uh, you know Boots's uh, resume. Yeah, um, he's had two fights that have gone to six rounds. Yeah, and those are actually three fights that have gone to six rounds. But yeah. those, he hasn't been past that. Yeah, yeah, you and know. that's that's obviously a big a big deal right yeah. there, right? So there you go, right there there you go. Um, but again, this is the beauty about this mm-hmm. about this tournament is that it it's not an immediate right. Yeah. It's not one of these one versus eights where okay, you know, just just go ahead and move on. The number no. one, the number one guy is gonna is gonna win that and, fight, and it's an exciting fight that uh, we would love to see. Oh no, absolutely! Yeah. And like you said, I mean, Jerry's got you know twenty seven and 89 percent knockouts, mm-hmm. Rick. Okay, yeah. so this guy you know is uh, heavy handed, right? Yeah. Again, he KO'd Sergey Lipinets, which which really hasn't been done. Yeah. Um, but not a whole lot of guys other on the resume. All right, there you go. The first fighter to move on in our welterweight tournament is Earl Spence Jr. Yeah. All right, Rick, that brings us to right the other side of the bracket uh-huh. where we have number four, Showtime, Sean Porter and Keith, one-time Thurman. A rematch, uh-huh. right? A rematch of the fight that took place. Give me a year when that fight took place. It, it, it happened in uh, 2016, June yeah. of 2016. There you go, yeah. June of 2016, which um, Keith Thurman fought a beautiful beautiful fight. Even you have mm-hmm. to say, he fought a good fight. Yeah. I thought he did win, okay? It, it wasn't controversial, okay? Yeah. Um, so what's different? This, since then, of course, Keith Thurman ended up losing to Manny Pacquiao mm-hmm. in his last fight. Keith Thurman has not fought since 2019, July yeah. of 2019, right? Um, after fighting Sean Porter, of course, he he uh, split decision over Danny Garcia, majority yeah. decision over Josecito Lopez. That's the fight, of course, where he was coming back from a shoulder injury, injury, was winning the fight, and then he got rocked, but ultimately he beat Josecito Lopez. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, for, for me, this fight, uh, it comes down to just um, inactivity on Keith Thurman's part. Uh, since that Sean Porter fight, you know, he's only had three fights um, and all were, you know, he didn't look great in any of them, really. Uh, Danny Garcia was a split decision. Josecito Lopez was a majority decision. Um, and the Manny Pacquiao, you know, he lost um, by split decision, uh, which, you know, I don't think the fight was that close. Yeah. Now you said, you know, didn't look great in any. I thought he looked pretty good against Danny Garcia, Rick. OK, he complete he gave Danny Garcia a boxing lesson. Okay. Uh, well, I'm I'm showing it as a split decision. If I, I get it, yeah. I get it, but that is that still doesn't mean it wasn't a boxing lesson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He absolutely. It was. It was a great performance against Danny Garcia, who at that time, mm-hmm. by the way, I, I want to say that was Danny Garcia's first loss. Danny Garcia was yeah. 33 and 0 at the time, right? So these were you know two you know two undefeated yeah. fighters. Um, nobody had beaten Danny Garcia at the time. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I'm going to disagree with you there. I thought it was a great performance yeah. against Danny Garcia to get the win. He was injured against Josecito Lopez, right? Probably shouldn't even have fought 
Yeah. Right, the the grit to even get in the ring with the hurt shoulder. Yeah, I don't know. I know if you know this, Rick, but you need your shoulder when you're fighting. No, no, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, but uh, you know, just was not very uh, impressed. You know, the, if the shoulder's not a hundred percent, yeah, you know, then uh, you know that's going to be an issue as well. Well, so there you have it. Now, okay, so now let's look at. Uh, but Sean Porter now, okay, yeah. after. Keith Thurman, right? He had six fights. Disposed of him, yeah. right, in 2016. He beats, of course, a, you know, he TKOs a, a washed-up Andre Berto, yeah. right? It beats Adrian Granados. Mm-hmm. Um, he also beats Danny Garcia. Yeah. Unanimous decision. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he beats Yordani Sugas, who now holds, I think, a version of a WBA championship. Who cares, right? Gives yeah. Earl Spence Jr. the fight of his life, right? Yeah. I don't think anybody expected the fight that that Sean Porter mm-hmm. gave him. And then he beats uh, Sebastian Formella back in 2020, yeah. right? In, a, in a pretty much an uninspiring performance, if you yeah. remember that. Pretty much a snoozer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay, so who wins the rematch, Rick? Yeah, I've got uh I've got Porter uh winning winning the the rematch. Um it could be by split decision. Um I'm leaning more towards unanimous decision, but it'll be a close fight, 7 rounds to 5. So here's where I am struggling with it, right? I think that the numbers and the activity would mm-hmm. suggest that Sean Porter wins, yeah. okay? But I I now I'm thinking like Styles make fights. Uh-huh. Okay? I think Styles make fights. And I don't. I, and I'm thinking that Keith Thurman has Sean Porter's number, man. I just think that. See, here's the thing: Sean Porter fights a very. Um, he's kind of awkward, right? Uh-huh. It's kind of like smothering. Am I right? Kind of in your face. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When I say punches and bunches, that's kind of what he does, right? Smothering punches and bunches, shoulders a little dirty, a little mm-hmm. like half Roman Greco wrestling, half boxing, right? Yeah. Um. But I'm going to go with you on this one, Rick. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I gonna, just, yep. yeah. The, the inactivity is definitely going to kill him in, in this one. It's the only uh, reason I'm going with you on that one, Rick, because if both fighters had stayed active and Keith Thurman was fighting, mm-hmm. I, I give the fight to Keith Thurman. And, I, I'm going to tell you, though, Yeah. my gut says go with Thurman. Yeah. Okay? My gut says go with Thurman, but I'm going to go and I'm gonna we're going to say Sean Porter on this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, if, if the shoulder was good, yeah, he would have already fought by now. Yeah, so we're saying, I'm yeah. telling you, though, man, it, this would be a close fight. Yeah. I, I actually got into thinking like they actually were going to fight, by the yeah. way. <laughs> so, so anyways, we're going to go with Sean Porter on that mm-hmm. one. Okay, Wow. Okay, so let's reset this then, and I'll and I'll put the updated um, uh, uh, brackets up here. So that means yeah. that Earl, that on the left side of the bracket, Earl Spence Jr. is now waiting for the winner of Manny Pacquiao and Mikey Garcia. Yeah. And on the other side of the bracket, um, Sean Showtime Porter is waiting for the winner of Terrence Crawford and Virgil Ortiz Jr. Yeah. Damn, you promised, not promised, you talked about some possible upsets, Rick. Mm-hmm. I don't know, no no upsets so far. We, yeah. took the, we took the top seed in each, Rick. The number one is over number eight and four uh-huh. over number five, Rick. Well, we still have next week. Okay, yeah. I mean, if there's upsets there, yeah. wow. That, 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 that'll, that'll be interesting. All right, folks, we'll be right back with Stat of the Week, and then we'll wrap this round magnificent round 13 up. We'll be right back.
All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado are back. Best part of the show, Rick. We cannot go without the stat of the week. What do we got, Rick? Yeah, so um, we're going to stay with the heavyweights. Um, I like it. This is the 65th anniversary of the retirement of Rocky Marciano, who retired at 49-0 with 43 KOs, and he was the only heavyweight champion to finish his career undefeated. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and that, by the way, 49 and 0, that was the big deal with uh, Mayweather, uh-huh. 50 and 0, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Marciano, he held that title from 52 through 56. Yeah. Right. He made what, six or seven uh, title defenses? Uh, yeah. Seven, uh, six defenses. Yeah. Six yeah. defenses. His last one against uh, Archie, Archie Moore, mm-hmm. the mongoose. Yeah. Who we had early on on one of your, I think he you had him on set of the week. I think on the most knockouts or something, yeah. right? Um, but yeah, he beat Archie Moore in 1955. Mm-hmm. Had to retire at 32 because um, yeah. he had a bad back. Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. huh? Um, that's the, and you talk about like you know an injury that there's not much you can do mm-hmm. about, right? When your back is injured, like that, just it's debilitating. Yeah, especially in the 50s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 What what kind of you know ailments or what kind of treatments did they have mm-hmm. back then, right? And that was it. Yeah, because you know when we were talking earlier about um, the Jerry Cooney, gentleman Jerry Cooney, and and Larry Holmes, right? I said that it was um, twenty two years mm-hmm. since there was a white um, heavyweight champion. Yeah. And so after Rocky Marciano, by the way, was um, Floyd Patterson won the championship. And so okay. Floyd Patterson held the heavyweight title from 56 through 59. And then uh, Ingemar Johansson, like I said, the Swede, from 59 through 60. Oh, wow. So that's the whole thing. So from 1960 to 1982, when Jerry Cooney was fighting Larry Holmes, <laughs> hence the great white hope. Yeah. Unfortunately, hope is all it was, Rick, because it didn't happen. Um, I'll tell you what folks are going to be hoping out there. They're going to hope that they run into us and get a T-shirt this Saturday, Rick. Yeah. No, looking forward to seeing everybody out there at uh, Dignity Health Sports Center. Absolutely, folks. So we're going to you know, put it on Instagram. We'll put our location, put our seats, right? You show up. You get a hoodie. Got a couple hoodies. Mm-hmm. I got the hoodies, Rick. We're getting them made in the, you know, the traditional red, white, and blue. Uh-huh. Also getting the Mexican flag colors. Um, gonna be exciting. Yeah, no, yeah, can't wait to to meet everybody out there and uh, see everybody out there. All right, Rick, that does it for round thirteen. Everybody, protect yourself at all times. Rick, I'll see you Saturday, and then we'll talk next week. Yeah, see you next week. All right, folks, Pacific Coast Boxing, we're out.